You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. Eugene, good afternoon. Uh, thanks for joining us. Unfortunately, a site that we see all too often, you go onto a, a long road trip and then you see a whole bunch of uh, vehicles parked on the side of the road, children, mothers, family members looking very frustrated because someone is under a bonnet trying to fix something quickly or, or change a tire or something to that effect. Hi, Gershwin. Yeah, uh, tell that to the listeners as well. I've just done the trip from uh, Joburg to Cape Town, and everything you've described there is what's taking place. But, you know, please don't laugh when I tell you this. There's one thing that we can do to fix all of it. Mm-hmm. It's that is fix the nut behind the wheel. Because you know <laughs> that 90% of, of uh, crashes, accidents, call them what you like, are as a result of bad human behavior. So let, let's just kick off on that. If we get our mindset right about mm-hmm. How are we going to drive? When are we going to drive? And the length of time we're going to drive, we can probably eliminate a number of the things. But if I can just talk to some very practical things, you know, mm, mm. we're all anxious, ready to get on the road. So the first thing that we do, we want to leave after a day's work. Is it exactly the right time? You know, if we fatigue, that contributes to a significant number of accidents. So make sure that you rest it. Mm. Make sure that you take regular breaks every two hours, every 200 kilometers, or change drivers. That's a very practical thing. But let's just have a look at one of the things that we should do with regard to our car. Make sure that your car has probably traveled uh, maybe 50, 60 kilometers at most during lockdown. Now you want to do a 12, 1500 kilometer journey. Check the tires, please. Make sure that they're able to cover the distance. Secondly, we know it rains on the road. So let's make sure that our windscreen wipers are clear, that we can see all our lights are working so that not only can we see, but be seen. So those mm. are some of the very practical things. But, you know, nine times out of ten, if, if we have the right mindset, as with fatigue, but certainly there's two other things, and I was just listening to the news yesterday, I think, the number of drivers that are being uh, pulled over for drinking and driving. For heaven's sake, we know it contributes mm. to crashes. So let's just make the decision not to drink and drive. And then another important thing, you know, international statistics tell us that 25% of crashes are as a result of being distracted, the primary cause of which is the cell phone. Mm. You're driving along the road, you see people ticking away at their phone. For heaven's sake, let's make the mental, the, the, the commitment that we are not going to engage in long discussions because you know what research tells us? that since uh, we've come out of lockdown, and this is not just in South Africa, but all over the world, people are more locked into their cell phone because it's, it's like an appendage. They got so mm. used to it being around everywhere with them during lockdown, they can't break this habit. So if necessary, stick it in the cubbyhole or, or do something such as to remove the distraction because here's a, a fact that maybe listeners should listen to is that if you're going to use your cell phone, and, and we know that it's not illegal to use it hands-free, but let's just assume that they're going to. It's roughly two seconds if you take your eyes off the road to, to dial or to, to cha- you know, handle the wheel, and etc. Now, in the distance, they're traveling 120, 130. That's pretty close to the length of a rugby field that you've traveled. Hmm. And so don't do that. And it's, in fact, the distraction doesn't just last that time. It goes up to five seconds. So when you think of what's happened, I think this was yesterday, they closed the road off between Beaufort and Cape Town yeah, yeah. because there was eight people killed in a head-on collision. Mm. Now, it's a straight run, Gershaw. You kind of wonder why. But having driven it, 
people take chances. Yeah. They just want to get to their destination. And whilst we know that and we sympathize and empathize, all those good things, but let's be patient. You know, we as a company have a slogan called drive nice, it's contagious. So if you and I drive nice and the other driver drives nice, we can all get to our destination safely. I, I fully 100% agree with you on that. And unfortunately, it's, um, you know, you know it's, it's something that I've seen. It's a, it's a trend, I think, that's emerging. Uh, you know, you take a quick drive in your neighborhood uh, or, or, you know, to the shops or something on, on a Sunday or on a Saturday. And then you'll notice that there's some clown sitting next to you with a beer bottle, uh, you know, while he's sitting behind the the the, 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 uh, the steering wheel, but with an open beer yeah. bottle taking a sip every now and again. Uh, whilst at the robots and the, this, that type of behavior is exactly what for me, um, literally just pushes my blood pressure up the wall because, uh, or through the roof rather. Because the thing is, those are the people that one clown, that one idiot, that one nut is the exact same person that can cause havoc for, for everyone else and, and then take so many lives in the process. But one of the things that stand out for me, Eugene, is, you know, I, I grew up uh, during a, a generation and I look at my dad in amazement uh, these times um, you know I look at my father in amazement now lately he doesn't know how to uh, <laughs> do a single thing on his car but he was yeah. that guy that was constantly servicing his own vehicle changing his own clutch yeah. and pressure plate um, you know tires were being rotated and, and, and everything else I guess as, as time goes on he figures that someone else can do it now you know <laughs> he's, he's done his time yeah, well. But but we don't do you that know, anymore, and and I guess a lot of people aren't in t- touch with their vehicles anymore as as they used to be. So people don't have to be. Have you seen advertised a free twenty-one point check or something? So if you're not mechanically minded, and mm. please, and and I hear you exactly what you're saying, and maybe I'm part of that generation that we used to do all of those things mm, mm. at a time. But it can be done for you, and do you know what? For a nominal amount, if you have to pay anything. Mm. Isn't that peace of mind? I must just tell you, you talk about driving, guys driving with a beer bottle. Yes, one, I'm not going to tell you uh, the circumstances other than a friend of mine who acts as a paramedic. And on a trip, uh, he looks after one of the uh, uh, Fenrenans. And he, he shared with me about the fact that somebody in a luxury car pulled over, you know, the top of Fenrenan, where you refuel and all of yeah, those yeah. things, cracked the boot. And there was a whole range of whiskeys, and he and his partner were sampling uh, a whiskey before they went on to the next leg of their journey. Wow. So if you've got the mindset that you've got the right to do that, what does it mean for you and I, who are the other motorist, mm. who doesn't drink and drive? So part of the thing, please, and I, and I would pray that people think about this, when you see that idiot on the, on, you know, coming in the opposite direction, and he's in your way. Don't insist on your rights because yeah. he may be under the influence. He may be funny. Mm. Give over, move over, get away as far as possible as what you can because that's not the time. You may be right, but you could be dead right if there's a collision. So make the conscious decision. You're not going to fight with anybody. Rather, let them be in front of you. And you know what, Gershaw? If somebody is overtaking you and tearing off, at least they're in front of you. Yeah. They're not behind you. <laughs> that's my argument. You're not going to let them run into you. Exactly, and then you're not taken by surprise when you hear the sudden boom and, and you know, feel, feel the impact uh, because someone came yeah. barreling behind. No, really, that's my, my take on it. If, if someone flies past me and, and there they're flying, and, and it's a weird thing that drivers do where someone overtakes you and then suddenly someone gets enraged and they want to take off after that person, it's the most ridiculous thing you possibly could do because guess what? The guy's ahead of you. you as you said, you can see him. 
You can see the trouble way up ahead, and there's a high probability that you're going to be able to avoid it. Absolutely. You know, and I sincerely hope people are listening to you, eh, to you and I today, because, you know, that can mean the difference between having your whole family. And remember, you and I, if we as a driver make a bad decision, mm. it's not only us, our lives that are at stake. It's exactly. occupants, so we've got children. And, and you know what? They didn't ask for you, that, you to behave like an idiot. You know, they expect you to behave like a responsible human being. So... If we do all of those good things, you know what I'd love to see at the end of when we report on the figures. I know it's bad already, but in the new year, at least let's see a reduction in crashes because, you know, people are so, oh yeah, here's something else we must please remember. Um, many people who haven't driven for a long time, you know, because of lockdown, etc., mm. etc., et working from home. So some of the muscle memory when it comes to driving may well have been lost. And mm. you know the one thing? comes with time is deterioration in vision. So if you thought you could see that that car coming up ahead, uh, there was enough time and space in which to overtake, maybe there isn't because the memory that you had of what was possible before has now faded. So just rather give everybody and other circumstances the benefit of the doubt, and if in doubt, stay without so don't go and do those stupid things simply because you did it two years ago, my friend. It's, it's, that's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> sage advice. I mean, let's, let's be quite honest, and I'll, I'll speak on my own behalf. I mean, let's call it more than a decade ago. You know, there are things that I look back on now and I think to myself, ah, there was, you know, overtaking, for example, at that moment. And last second you pulled away uh, or, you know, you pulled back into your lane. I mean, those are ridiculous things. You, there's no need for you to, to repeat that. Uh, with the benefit of hindsight, and I mean that, with the benefit of hindsight. You've survived it, you didn't get into a situation. That's a lesson to be learned. There's no need for you to try to be a stunt driver now. Um, but but go, going back to what I was saying earlier, Eugene, because people are not sort of mechanically inclined anymore, you know, we, we don't do those things anymore. You don't service your own vehicle anymore. If you buy a car, there's a service plan. Even if you buy it secondhand, you know, there's still a, a, a service plan attached to it, etc., etc. But the issue is, is that there are certain key things that mechanical things, uh, basic maintenance stuff that you need to take care of before you're going to get behind the wheel and take off to Limpopo, before you take off to Mpobalanga, before you drive down to the coast, whether it be Durban or Cape Town. There are certain things that you have to keep an eye out for. And even if you do book your ch- uh, car in, um, if you want to do, if you want to be studious and you want to do a double check, I'm sure there are certain things that you can just sort of keep an eye on, uh, out on. Uh, what are some of those things? Absolutely. And firstly, um, I think picking up from what you mentioned, you should have been checking. So your vehicle should be serviced regularly. Mm. And that means it's got uh, the oil, the correct oil. You know, if it's been standing for a long time, a new oil filter, so it's not going to fail you on the, on the road down. But one of the things that you notice is that because cars have been standing, you know, rats do terrible things and mice. They chew away at wires. So if you see there's a light on your dashboard that doesn't look familiar, <laughs> please phone a friend or phone, phone the AA or something like that mm. and make sure that that light, particularly if it's a red light, gets attended to. You know, orange are caution. So, you know, if there's, for example, today you get into a car, you're immediately to cars that ABS, the lights come on and it shows ABS. And then when it's been running the moment, it switches off. So if that ABS light stays on, then you know that your ABS brakes are not working. So mm. that's a good thing. You know that you should take it in. You mentioned earlier about rotating tires. It's something that's not done regularly today. So you will find a person 
as a routine basis. But if let, let's accept that the tires that should have more tread on it, and you get a good indicator, there's a legal depth and there's a tread wear depth indicator. Mm. So between the treads over there, if there's a little kind of rubber thing that connects all of them, if that is worn away, that indicates that your tires are at its maximum. Now, rather replace, oh, sorry, a minimum wear. So you've now had maximum use out of them. So that's the time, if you were there, you should be changing. Because what you may find is that you have a blowout. Oh, and by the way, here's another thing. Uh, when we drive along our suburbs, and we've got these great uh, canyons, I think we call them the bladder of a canyon, etc., in our roads <laughs> in the suburbs. They are so bad. Mm-hmm. So when we hit one of those, we may think, oh, no, check, I didn't have a puncture or the tire's not blown out. But we could have damaged the sidewall. And remember, it's not just the side that you can see. Mm. There's the inside. Yes. So make sure. And if you wanted to do it for yourself, it's not a big deal. Jack the car up. And if you're going to jack the car up, please put trestles. We don't want the car falling over on you and then you, the damage is worse than what it would have been in any case. Um, make sure that the inside or everything is fine. There's no cuts or anything like mm-hmm. that. And then that tire should theoretically be safe for you to travel. Windscreen wipers, make sure that you've got fluid in your windscreen wipers so that when you push them to clean the windscreen, it does do so. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you haven't changed your windscreen wiper blades for, for a period of time, now's the time that you should do it. And remember, Cracked windscreens are a no-no if there's a crack in front of the driver. Technically, the vehicle is unroadworthy. Yeah. Make sure that you put in your insurance claim. If there's a chip in the windscreen, you know, if you've got insurance, most will accept that you have that chip pulled up because you don't want to have that crack on the open road uh, widen and increase. The other thing is make sure that your seatbelts, because you may never have need of your seatbelts while you are driving in, in the suburbs, which there's no excuse never to use them, all right? Mm. Make sure that they fit nicely and don't think, well, you know, I'm going on a long trip, so now I don't need it, I need to be comfortable. And, of course, if you and I have got pet- kids, make sure that the kids are traveling mm. in the back are safely restrained as well, because you can have the best braking system in the world, but if you slam on your brakes and your child comes hurtling past you and cracks the windscreen, that's equivalent to an elephant hitting that windscreen. You know the damage it's going to do for them. So mm. on the engine, you know, most modern engines are, are pretty good. Um, also, if uh, your brakes, if there's any grinding noises, really mm. thrumming noises, uh, you don't want to find out later that they under heavy braking while you're looking to avoid a truck, they're not working so well. So please have them checked out. Make sure that your emergency brake, you know, your hand brake, we call that, um, is working so that when you stop, uh, you pull over on the side of the road for a bit of a rest, your car's not going to leave there without you and go uh, careering over the cliff. Those are some of the simple things. And if there's any funny noises that we hear from the engine, you know what? I know that most people may say they're not mechanically minded. But you know that noise wasn't there in the past, eh? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so don't just say, oh, no, no, I'll turn the music up. Because <laughs> people turn the music up, and now they can't hear the noise, so it's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah, that sound and irritates me. Let me put the music up. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, not the smartest thing to do. Else. Talking, getting back to wheels and tires, uh, you know, in that pothole, we could have hit it. We could have lost a little weight on there. There's nothing more irritating than driving a car over long distance and the wheels are unbalanced, you know, the steering mm. is shaking. Or if you if you push hard on the brakes and then this kind of you back in to control it. So get those things done. Um, because a pound, what's it, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. I think I heard that probably, probably a good while ago. So if we do all of those things 
uh, not only are we physically better off, but mentally we know that as we engage in the trip for that long journey, we're okay because we've done all the basics. No, it's it's extremely important, and and I think part of the concern for me is, uh, I mean, we we started off the conversation sort of on a light note where. Uh, there's this uh, image of the family that's, you know, uh, stuck on the side of the road and and someone's busy, you know, frantically in the bonnet or with the wheels or something trying to fix things. But the sad thing is, um, all too often, it's it's not necessarily frustration that 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 it leads to. Uh, or sadly enough, it leads to fatalities. It leads to severe damage. It leads to horrible accidents that we see on the road. And that, for me, is is the biggest worry and the biggest concern. And I guess that's why it's important for people to take the make these checks and to make sure that they okay before they hit the road and and i know that sometimes uh, you know the stuff is expensive when you have a car maintenance is expensive but i you know it's important to maintain it uh, for your sake and other people's sake you know just a word of caution please and i've seen that people go and buy second-hand tires because their tires are worn we don't know what those conditions of those tires were so i would actively discourage anybody from having, you know, fitted, unless I know it's from a, a good source and that maybe it's a, it's a man who just is very fastidious and he changes his tires often. But please don't buy second hand tires or those tires that are regrouped. But just something, you know, and as you said, it made me think about people pulled over on the side of the road. Mm. If the worst happens, please pull over as far as is possible to the side of the road. Because, you know, what happened, uh, and I think it was. Man, it goes on the motorway, mm. and we're driving up, the traffic is heavy. Here a guy comes screaming up the emergency lane yeah. over a blind drive. Now, can you imagine if you were pulled over on the left-hand side because you're a mechanical failure, and this guy comes screaming over and he rides into you? Please, it's not the place to be. Get over as far as possible because other people are maybe not as conscientious as what you are. Let's think that maybe they're a bit tired. They didn't see your lights. You don't want your, your family or your and, and your vehicle to be taken out simply because somebody did the wrong thing on, on, on the side of the road. And it's, it's horrible. Oh, by the way, you know the other thing, um, because I forget when it was Saturday night, I think, outside Beaufort, uh, a cool drink or a brewery truck, it must have been, um, blowout. And, oh. you know, you can imagine the chaos that ensured. I don't think anybody was injured. But uh, the, and the reason why I know what happened is the place that we were staying at, they said they heard shots. And they, afterwards, they told us the number of taxis that had pulled over and were now looting the beer or looting what mm-hmm. was on the back of the truck. And the police, in order to disperse them, had to fire shots into the air to, to, to get rid of them. So there's all sorts of people out there that, under normal circumstances, wouldn't do bad things. But given the opportunity, they, they're inclined to do that. And it's, it's just sad that it impacts on other motorists as well. No, no, for sure, and um, yeah, it's and and it's true what you're saying, especially about uh, you know people pulling over on the emergency lane or on the side of the road. Look, if you have an emergency, you have an emergency. If you were in the fast lane, inverted commas, so uh, the extreme right lane, and something goes wrong, and you come to a sudden stop, and you try to you know sort of use that little verge on, mm. on the side. Yeah. 
Um, all too often you'll see motorcyclists, you'll see other drivers uh, using that as, as extra space. And, and usually that's when you see people speeding in, in those places, as including the emergency lane. So it's always better to, to exercise caution. Look, obviously we can't tell people when to travel and when not to travel. Um, what would your advice be for time of travel? Because during the day it's heavy traffic. Uh, certain days seem to be high uh, you know, have higher volumes of tra- traffic, uh, say the 16th of December, for example, or the 15th, the day before. That's when you see higher volumes of, of, of traffic. People, everyone wants to leave, uh, bright and early. And then you find yourself, uh, being on the road with many, many other people. But usually that also can, can spell some trouble. But then traveling at night, that's when you have sudden surprises on the road, isn't it? Now, you know, I can't tell you as a motorist when you should or you shouldn't drive. Mm. I'm sure you un- you understand that yeah, yeah. most people don't want to be prescribed. But I can tell you what I've made a personal decision to. I do not want, to the extent that is possible, to drive during darkness. Because my lights may be all right. I may be rested. But what about the other motorist over there is not showing due caution? So I tend to prefer, and here's a time, you know, the summer months are wonderful for travel. I think like Opus 4, it's getting light. So you can actually start traveling at Opus 4. I take my regular breaks, although I choose on a trip such as to Cape Town to stay overnight. But you could theoretically, if you had a co-driver, reach here in about 14 hours. Mm. Uh, so you'd arrive at maybe 6 o'clock whilst it's still light, if that's what your choice is. But I know it brings with it other challenges. But you know, at least I like to see the problems I'm facing and that I can do during the day. At night... I can't see all my problems that I'm facing, whether there's a car broken down, whether that vehicle coming up has got one headlight that's not working and it now looks like a motorbike and therefore I think it's safe to overtake or something like that. Or, or my first trip to my first trip to the Kruger Park that left me with PTSD, whereas we were driving, I think we were just outside of, uh, you know, heading, uh, I think just outside of uh, Emma Lasleni, uh, Vidbank, and lo and behold, boom. There was this massive crash, and this literally just seemed to appear. It, it literally looked to appear out of nowhere. You know, it, it just seemed yeah. to materialize on the highway. And if I'm not mistaken, it was heavy braking, and it felt to me as if we drove through the middle of that that, that particular collision. So, yeah, it's it's, it's literally, <laughs> um, you know, fewer cars on the road and all those other things. But as you said, I mean, it's it, this collision obviously just happened. Um, wreckage all over the place, and boom, it just appeared in front of me. Now, okay, maybe uh, just uh, something else that we could think of is that when we're driving, you know, we, we take snacks and things mm. like that. Water to keep hydrated, that's important. And the good news is if you drink lots of water, you've got to go to the toilet, so therefore you've got to take a break soon. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So have those things within easy reach. Don't, in the, whilst you're driving now, you know, the... the one hand on the wheel, try and reach behind the oh, yeah, yeah. seat hmm. and pick up the cool rink that rolled off over there. That's not the time. So if you plan your trip, when you get into car, who's going to be seated where, what you're going to be able to do, you can still do all of those things. But the likelihood of it negatively impact on your, on your drive is going to be minimal. So as I said right at the outset, the nut behind the wheel is what we should fix. Because then all the, or most of the other things will just come about as a natural progression of applied common sense.
100%. And I think sage advice on your side there, Eugene, much appreciated. I think we'll leave it at that. Um, I think for me, the theme, most certainly, that I take away from this discussion, what you said right from the onset and what you said now, is that we need to fix the, the nut behind the wheel. Uh, once that person is sorted out, all the other stuff gets sorted as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I hope the message gets out to listeners. They're going to get on the road. And you know what? Even if they're not on the road, maybe they know somebody who has is going on the road. They could give them a bit of sage advice from your station. No, indeed. I, I, I hope people apply their minds and think about this. All the best to you, mate, and you have a safe and, and blessed holiday season, okay? You too, hey? Take Cheers, care. Man. Cheers, thanks. 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 That was uh, Eugene Herbert, uh, CEO of, of um, Master Drive.